0: we have we done that before i think we have well, done. we that. did it for jedi survivor <laughs> oh, yeah that's true Damn which is why it's funny to do it immediately <laughs> Back that actually okay i'm down that's a good joke i'm yeah. down to do it again
1: To another episode of Hidden Doors and High Scores, a
2: podcast where three dudes talk about games. I'm Austin. I'm Chris. And I'm Garrett. And let's get into the news. Justin Wong versus Daigo. Did you guys want half phone? Yeah, you guys want half phones. Five hundred and ninety nine US dollars. Respawn is currently hiring for an unknown Star Wars game, possibly a Jedi survival sequel to complete the trilogy. The Borderlands movie continues with more problems. The movie wrapped filming in June of 2021 and is currently still in post-production hell, as Last of Us writer removes his name from it. A Black Panther game is in the works at one of EA's newest studios. Hopefully it's less EA's Avengers and more insomniac Spider-Man, but signs point to the former rather than the latter. Good news! The Xbox Game Pass $1 deal is back for new users. If you haven't tried it out yet, I highly recommend the $1 price for a month. There's tons and tons of great games that we've talked about on the podcast on there. And that's it
0: for the news! Thanks, Garrett. This week on Hidden Doors and High Scores we're talking about Legend of Zelda Tears of the Kingdom. The long-awaited sequel, direct sequel to The Legend of Zelda Breath of the Wild. I don't know about you guys, but I have been a massive Zelda fan for the entirety of my video gaming career and I have been looking forward to this a lot. It's come up a couple times on previous episodes of ours, but you guys gave me shit for not saying that this was my like most anticipated game. That's right. Of 2021, and then it didn't come out, and then I didn't want to say it for 2022 because I just I didn't. I've been I've been burned once before, and and you were correct. It didn't come out in 2022 either. And then it came out the day before my birthday this year, and (laughs) oh boy, what a weekend!
2: I will say when this was first announced, I was a little disappointed because I did want a new Zelda game. Um, but as the hype and what I saw leading up to it, I was a little more excited. Uh, but when I started to play the game, man, when you're hit in the face with those graphics from nine years ago. <laughs> I, that, was one of, that was one of the first things.
1: Like uh, The opening cutscene I thought was really cool. And then as soon as they like dropped me into the world and I like looked around at the grass and trees and I was like, oh, ugh.
0: yeah, yeah. Uh, I'm definitely with you. Like when I first saw the game, the, the gameplay trailer, they did in like a Nintendo Direct back in October of last year or something like that. And I was like, so it's just Breath of the Wild again. Like I was really disappointed. I was upset at that mm-hmm. at that trailer. And yeah, like you said, like opening cinematic is it's all right. It's what I was expecting. And then you get into the world and you're like, yeah, stuff doesn't render in this game. Like, and it didn't in Breath of the Wild. And I don't think anybody really cared, but like, it looks exactly the same. And that game came out almost five years ago now at this point. Like, what's going on there?
1: Yeah, it didn't look great. I am curious, Garrett, did you like own an N64? Did you play Ocarina of Time?
2: Yeah, I started with Ocarina, went to Majora's Mask. Like, I've been... I've been playing every single one since.
1: So I never owned a sixty-four or a GameCube. So I got into Zelda in college. I played Ocarina on the Wii. I think some. Oh no, no, no! Somebody had it. Somebody had it a GameCube, I think, and I was able to play it on that. Wind Waker. No, Ocarina.
2: Oh, Ocarina.
1: Okay. So Ocarina was my intro to the series as well, but not like growing up on it in college. And that is an incredible game. Great
2: game to start with. Yeah.
1: And then I played (laughs) Twilight Princess immediately after on the Wii, which is also incredible. Yeah. But I, unlike Chris was not looking really forward to this game. I played Breath of the Wild and I probably played 10 hours of it and I bounced right off of it.
2: Oh, wow. I didn't realize you'd barely spent any time. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, maybe 15
1: but yeah, yeah, I mean, I did the intro, I did one of the Divine Beasts, and it was just so tedious, everything, and it was so tedious, just from climbing was tedious, and combat was tedious, and cooking was tedious, and just getting around the world, I just, uh, and I didn't find the shrines that interesting, I didn't find the puzzles to be that good. That was good. a big
2: problem with the first game, because a ton of the shrines were just fight the same enemy over and over again it's this one robot guy and yeah it's you know, harder and harder i guess and
1: like even like the puzzly ones like there was just like the ones where you had to like balance the fucking ball into the mm-hmm. bowl with like the motion controls and i'm like this is not interesting i just i don't care
0: yeah uh motion controls are terrible in any video game just blanket statement but they are especially terrible in Zelda video games because I don't know if either Old of you man, guys Skyward played Sword. Skyward Sword but oh, yeah. holy shit holy is that shit. the worst application of that technology ever in And they in a video forced game. you to use it yeah. every time. Oh yeah I mean they
1: really were pushing it and like yeah. it was neat when it worked but it didn't work 85% of the time yeah. and it was yeah, just miserable word. just frustrating.
0: There's a there's an application I think in breath of the wild for it which i messed around with a bit after i like played the game with that with all the motion controls turned off if you have enough room and you're like sitting like dead on to your screen aiming like your bow and arrow with the motion control on the pro controller feels really good and that's oh, yeah. just about the only application i could see for it
1: so i did that in this game like it would often be like i would get close with sort of moving the, you know, the camera and, and myself. And then the little adjustment to get the headshot. Like, as I'm letting go, I would definitely use the motion control yeah, sure. to line yeah. up the headshot.
0: That was cool, but I'll be honest. Like, as soon I, I hated that in Breath of the Wild. Because it was so, I just had nightmares from Skyward Sword. I was traumatized. And as soon as I noticed that it was on by default in Tears of the Kingdom, I just immediately turned it off. <laughs> get that shit out of my games. I honestly
2: didn't mind it in this one. I just, I am just, I feel you though. I'm traumatized. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, with that being said, and like getting into the game, my weapon broke and I'm like, oh God, this is, this is going to be a rough game. But man, just getting off that tutorial island, like doing that whole island really showed you just the first shrine shows you that oh this is a better
0: game dude yeah which is which is like (laughs) the biggest difference in this game and the biggest improvement that they made from breath of the wild was all of the abilities are just way better than they were in breath Mm -hmm. of the wild and they make the puzzle solving so much more interesting in all of the Mm -hmm. shrines
1: it's so head and shoulders about like it's not even comparable like in the in breath of the wild they pretty much felt like regular Zelda powers. Like, Oh yeah. Remote bomb and a hook shot or whatever, you know, the
0: thing, the thing about the, Oh my God. I've been thinking about this all week. They're like, okay, here's remote bomb power. And then they couldn't come up with a sixth idea. So here's remote bomb power, different shape. Like, yeah. yeah. Why are there two of them?
1: Oh yeah. Fucking square bombs and circle bombs. Like Jesus, come on.
0: And the thing is like, cause look at what they came up with in this game. Like How did you not have, like, any inkling of those ideas? If you just had
1: one of those ideas in Tears of the Kingdom in the first game, it would have been a way better game. Yeah. Yeah, so, yeah, let's talk about those a little bit, because I think they really are the heart and soul of why this game is, and, uh, you know, spoiler alert, I actually enjoyed this game, and it is head and shoulders above Breath, Breath of the Wild for me, and it's because of these abilities.
2: I personally loved Breath of the Wild. I I totally agree with your problems with it. I loved it perfectly well, but this game, oh my god. I mean, it really shows when you have a good company like Nintendo and you give them, what, was it five more years to develop an already near perfect game? They can really knock it out of the park.
1: Yeah. I mean, Breath of the Wild is, like, I think it's in, like, the top five highest rated games of all time on metacritic Mm -hmm. and it's like yeah and then you just took that concept and worked on it for five four years this
0: game is just objectively
1: better (laughs) i I don't think it's even remotely arguable it is way 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 better than breath of the wild
0: yeah
1: yeah it may not be like as innovative you know but yeah it's incredible
2: people saying that this is glorified dlc are just dead wrong they're absolutely dead wrong
1: this is a complete it feels like a different experience playing this game because the powers are all so cool let's talk let's talk about some of these abilities so like the first shrine you get to you get the construct power which is basically magic glue that you can use to glue shit together to make whatever Whatever. the fuck you want
0: (laughs) which has just they showed that in the in the gameplay trailer in the direct and people lost their damn minds because it just was like, okay, so you're just taking breath of the wild and you're adding Minecraft to it. Like you can just make anything. And people were like, yeah, this is going to break the game. I was just the whole time I was sitting there going like the first week is just going to people be people making giant statues with flaming penises, which is definitely (laughs) a thing I saw on TikTok, and like,
2: One of the coolest things, someone made a vehicle where there was an arm attached to it with a gimbal because there's an item where it always faces straight up. Straight up, yeah. So you are on the end of the gimbal driving it, and this car is just flipping all over the place, but you never fall over because you're just on this gimbal. Amazing. You can get anywhere in the game. I saw something
0: where somebody made like a guided missile system where it would like launch a rocket and then something on it would see an enemy and then it would like launch a rocket straight down and, and blow them up what a genius idea just they could have made the whole game just that and it would have been one of the best Zelda games ever Like well,
1: that's that's what I'm saying like just the first power you get unlocked Endless creativity and endless interesting ways to solve puzzles, and endless interesting ways to explore the world, and endless interesting ways to engage in combat. Like, yeah, you can just like make a tank. You can just like make mm-hmm. a car and put wheels and then put spikes on the front of it, and then put like cannons on the side and <laughs> yeah. flames coming out the front. And you're just like, this is amazing. Freaking crazy.
0: Yeah. And it, like, you know, one of. A... One of, I think everyone's, but mine especially, biggest complaints about Breath of the Wild was the introduction of the weapon durability thing. So, like, weapons Mm -hmm. break after a certain time. And I was like, as soon as I saw that in this game, I was like, you know what? They just negated that problem. Like, weapon durability is still in this game. Things still break, but it doesn't matter because you can fuse wacky shit together and smack enemies with it and it's glorious it's so funny and so fun and engaging that it doesn't matter if your thing breaks because you just make something new and do something different
2: well that's technically the second ability
1: yep it's a perfect segue (laughs) um yeah the fuse power is amazing so basically just like any item that you find like any monster part or any other weapon you find in the world you can just Slap on to the end of any weapon that you have, and so you can just like put a sword on the end of a sword and have a double sword if you want, <laughs> uh, or put a giant super long stick on the end of another giant super long stick, uh, or you can put a you know a moblin horn on the end of a stick and make a, yourself a spear or whatever. There's, and there's a billion more interesting mm-hmm. things than that, but that gives you like the general idea. And yeah, it does it does make like the weapon durability less of a problem because any crappy thing you find, you can stick something good on the end of it and make it good.
0: Yeah. Mm-hmm.
2: And also for puzzle solving, because sometimes you need fire, you can slap on a fire Kisi to it and now it's a fire weapon and you can use it to melt ice or yeah. wind weapons you can make with like a little Karak leave.
1: Yeah, I will say it. it is it is great. And definitely it was something that I always had in my inventory, a wind weapon, an ice weapon, a fire weapon, and a lightning weapon. (laughs) And it's like, yeah, the other four spots or whatever can rotate out between stuff. But like, I'm just going to have those at all times because there's so many times where you get to an area and there's an ice moblin or an ice, you know, lizard guy or whatever. And you're like, cool, fireball, instantly dead. Yep. Yep. And, like, having that versatility is just super, super useful. Or some, like, flying enemy and you just shoot lightning at them and they die instantly.
0: And it's, like, it's the ability... It's your ability to create those things on the fly that I think is, like... Because those... (laughs) those There were flame weapons. There were ice weapons. There were lightning weapons in Breath of the Wild. But you had to hold on to them. And eventually they would break. And you were boned until you found another one. And
1: Yeah. And now... You just hold the parts like you hold on to a couple rubies and at any point, if your flame weapon breaks, drop a ruby on the ground and then fuse it to whatever sword you're holding and now it's a flame sword.
2: Yeah. Also with shields, you can fuse stuff as well. I fused a rocket to shield so you can just shoot up, get really high and get to a place that you think you're not supposed to go to, but anywhere in this game you're supposed to go to.
0: Yeah. I was going to say height, the, getting, getting anywhere with altitude in this game is kind of the point.
2: Yeah. And also yes. isn't
0: isn't hard to do.
2: Which brings us to the third power.
0: Uh, yeah, levitate. Yep.
2: The, or uh, uh, ascend. 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 Yeah. yeah. You can That's go the through the floor up to wherever you need to be, uh, as long as you can reach the ceiling. Above yeah, if you. the
1: ceiling is less than like 10 feet above you... You just can go through it and Link will just swim through the rock straight up until he reaches open air, no matter how long that space of rock is. And this is really cool because you essentially have three different layers to the map in this game. So you don't just have... Tears
2: of the Kingdom?
1: Uh, 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 oh, ah, tears. Yeah. Three different tiers
0: of the kingdom.
1: Uh, I mean, spelled different, but a great pun yes. and a great play on words.
2: <laughs> wow. Uh,
1: yeah. Tears. There's three different tiers to the kingdom there's the depths, then there's the regular surface map, and then there's the sky. There's a shitload of floating islands in the sky. But yeah, when you're down in the depths, you might be able to find an area where, like, after you do some working around and doing solving a puzzle or beating a dungeon or whatever, then you can just like find an area and you can just zip right back up to the surface world. Or in the surface world, you might be able to find an island that has a big spire that comes down from it. And if you can get under that spire, you can shoot yourself straight up to the top of that island.
2: There was so many times in this game where I felt like an idiot because I would craft this Overcomplicated flying kit (laughs) and to get above a thing. And I'm like, oh my god, I was supposed to just go through the floor. There are several (laughs) times that I climbed or tried to
1: climb like a sheer floating island for like 10 minutes and then I got and then I fell off, got to the bottom, looked up, and I was like, God damn it, I'm so dumb. (laughs) But yeah, it's an amazing power. It it makes a lot of climbing mountains a lot easier because they definitely created areas of mountains where there would be like an overhanging area or like i guess an underhang where you could like go under a little spot and then just shoot up to the top of the mountain so you don't have to spend five minutes climbing every fucking mountain you see
0: right yeah, which again was tedious in Breath of the Wild, and, and it's not in this game. Was made even more tedious with by the introduction of weather. When you sl- you couldn't climb in the rain, <sighs> God, and sometimes yeah. when you had to climb something, you would just have to stand there and wait for the rain to be over.
1: Well, they, so that that does still exist in this game, but there's just so many ways around it. And if I can, if I can make a suggestion to to players who are, haven't played much of this game yet or are going to pick it up, if you can get to any of the Sky Islands fairly early in the game, and you can find a shrine there or a fast travel point there, it makes your life so much easier if you just fast travel up to somewhere in the sky and, and then just
0: to jump
1: off down. and fucking sail to wherever you need to be.
2: Yeah, yeah. I will say I I definitely didn't use the horse very much at all in this game oh,
0: because I, of that. Yeah. No. <laughs> Not at all. Really. Uh, maybe once for the yeah. first, like... The... Uh, when it basically when it's introduced to you and you don't like really have much stamina or and the ability to go long distances yet. As soon as you yep. start hitting like tons of shrines when the game actually opens up the full world to you, I didn't use a horse again for the rest of the game.
2: Yeah. Yep. I only used it on side quests that involve horses and that's my Yeah <laughs> Yeah, exactly.
0: That yeah. did make me feel like I don't know, like part of part of the engaging part of Breath of the Wild to me was that the world was so expansive and that the best way to get around it was by using a horse, especially during exploration when you hadn't like filled out the map yet and couldn't teleport all over the place. But this has a, well, continue. Well, I'm just saying like, it just feels like, it just feels like you miss out on some of the smaller exploration things in this game, or at least they were just made more optional because i just felt like oh uh, you go to the sky tower to get your map and then you get shot a million miles in the air and you could just literally fly to the next sky tower and never have to look at anything on the ground in between them unless the game requires you to like i don't know it it, it just it didn't feel great to me to do that but it also felt like that was the best way to like get the map and be able to do the rest of the games so, i don't know
2: you you still get that and by going to the depths Sure, and instead of a stupid horse, whatever you want to fucking build to traverse. Yeah, which right. is the And I did thing. that.
0: I built, you know, my yeah. I built my tank car and I drove it all around the depths. Yeah, and, it and was there's great.
2: a ton to explore there. And I mean, I should say the depths is the same size as the map. Yep. It's so it's, you get two of the main maps. <laughs> it's huge. Yeah. This yeah. game is absurdly big. And then the sky is not as big, but yeah. there's still a ton of stuff to do up there
1: yeah well and i will say the sky feels more curated like every island in the sky has something right there's a for point you to everything it. there's a point to every island in the sky it has some thing that you can find there honestly there's some of the some of them that i still didn't figure out the secrets to there's ones with like ancient hylian text and i
2: didn't know what the fuck to do with those the zonite armor ones no they're just like little like star-shaped islands Oh, it's, because it's a side quest. It's a side quest, yeah. You have to take pictures of every one of those.
1: I kind of thought that, and I started taking pictures of them after oh, I met yeah. the guy who <laughs> could translate text, but then I never yeah. went back and found him. And
0: yeah. It, yeah. It's just a side quest. You don't need to do it. It's not that important.
1: Yeah. Also, on the floating islands, there's those sage medallions that are, like, sort of really rare treasures that you could find. Oh. I never actually got four of them to like complete a set i assume it just lowers the cooldown on your sages and they do more damage yeah oh cool yeah have we talked about all the powers no there's one more
2: auto build Uh, yeah auto build you get in the depths and that's so that you can just remember anything that you've already built and like favored it so if you made some super complicated
0: tank you can just instantly build that. Yeah, you don't have to spend the time recreating it. Also, yeah. the coolest thing about that is you don't need all of the parts there. You can spend yeah. whatever that re- the Zoanite as a resource to just magically create the parts that you need for a thing, which is great.
1: And last, there is the reverse time.
2: Yeah. Oh, yeah. Which is a really cool puzzle when solving some of the shrines.
1: Yeah. yeah. Also really cool for exploring the world. This is a, a fun tip. If you're ever out in the world and you see, like, a giant piece of island fall from the sky and land on the ground, uh, you can just climb on it and then reverse time, and it'll shoot you right back up into the sky. Yeah, that's yep. great. Also, this is totally a thing you can do with flying machines that you build. So the way that they limited your the amazingness of the ship that you can build is everything sort of runs on, like, battery power and you have a limited amount of battery power. And once it like runs out, your machine will shut down. So if you build a plane with engines on it, the engines at some point will just like run out of battery, but the battery recharges, as long as you're not using the engine. So you can fly until your battery runs out and then reverse time. And the plane will go back up in height while your battery recharges. And then you can keep flying. (laughs) <laughs> so you could basically fly forever yeah there's some really wacky stuff you can do it's another very fun power although not as much use in exploring
0: the world as, no, it's uh, definitely more of a things. puzzle solving
2: yeah, thing. yeah. but
0: there yeah. are some good applications of it
2: also if a guy's shooting or throwing a bomb at you you can just reverse it back to him and he explodes yeah which <laughs> yeah. is wild which is great yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah and it stops time when you use it so you can like yeah Choose the the Just arrow that's in out of midair. It, then, yeah, <laughs> yeah, which yes. is pretty incredible. Should we talk about like the sages because that's kind of a big thing in this game?
2: Well, I I do want to talk about the dungeons and how they feel much more like older Zelda games. Like, yeah, you know, talk about like you... the
1: the four big temples.
2: Yeah, yeah, because you get essentially the sages' ability on the quest to get there, and the ability kind of acts as your way to solve the puzzles of the dungeon, which is much like classic Zelda. Right. So just like,
1: yeah, just like uh, every Zelda game, there's like a water dungeon and a fire dungeon and a wind dungeon and a, I think lightning. Uh, Yeah. And in each of those, you get like a sage that accompanies you. He's like a a compatriot, a companion, a friend. Mm -hmm. And he has some, he or she has some special power, that works for that dungeon. But yeah, it's, it's, it's kind of exactly like old Zelda where you would get the hookshot, and then you would need the hookshot to solve a bunch of stuff in that dungeon. It's like you get the roll, rolly fire explosion guy and you need him to solve a bunch of puzzles in the rolly fire explosion I dungeon.
0: I will say that this is not that mechanic. Like I like getting the thing and then using it to solve the, dungeons like that's classic zelda love that i hate that the like ghost people stay with you all the time you can dismiss them i know
2: that is so necessary i
0: hate it so much
2: you so when you finish a dungeon you get the sage to come with you and fight alongside you and you get to use their ability Whenever you um, want, whenever well, you want,
1: kinda, yeah. because they follow you as a little ghost and you have to go, like, <laughs> press a button
0: out. near them. Yeah. It feels so terrible. It's so imprecise. Yeah. It's I hate it so much.
1: It's the worst part of this game. Yeah. I It is absolutely infuriating. It's horrible. It's horribly designed. Even if you get rid of, let's say you just want one. You just want Fiery Roll Explosion Guy. Even if you get rid of the other ones, It's just like trying to use him in battle is like you're fighting an enemy and you're just going to have to like turn away from the enemy and then like sprint towards the Goron to try and catch him, to press a button near him, to use his ability. And by the way, he's running around doing his own thing. It's not like he's standing still for you to catch. And a lot of times they try and stay within like a certain radius of you. So if you run towards him, he'll run away from you.
0: And you're just like, oh my god. Make this stop. dude! It, it seems like a baffling choice in... I don't know. That's a thing that's never been in a Zelda game before. When they give yeah. you abilities, you can just press a button to use abilities, and I don't know yeah. why they...
1: I don't know why they didn't just make it like, oh, you press in on the right stick, and then up, down, left, or right. Or what, right. whatever. It's yeah.
0: literally the only thing that Breath of the Wild has over this game. Is yeah, the The ability usage
1: because
0: it just baffles me why they made that choice in this game
1: it's so hard to use yeah and and i I cannot tell you how many times i went oh what i really need right now is to use lightning to hit that thing all right let me turn (laughs) around run (laughs) go talk to lightning girl and as i do that of course since i'm no longer facing the enemy i get hit and get knocked away or lightning girl gets hit which interrupts her animation you're just like
0: yeah. none of this works <laughs> after i after i solved all their dungeons i stopped using the powers and didn't use them for the rest of the game
2: the only one i consistently used was the the wind power
0: well yeah wind guy helps you fly. when yeah, yeah when you're in when you're flying okay that's fine but you because yeah. you don't have to turn around and talk to him it just exactly automatically, he just, just stands next button, to you right away which yep. is what yeah. they should have done for all of the other fucking things <laughs> i don't understand
2: mm-hmm. yeah yeah and did you get the, the battle bot? Yeah. Yeah. He, he was the worst one because you would accidentally climb on top of him and yeah. it's a whole animation. And then you have to climb down from Well, him. it's not
1: only a whole animation, but then to get off, you can't just like press B to cancel and then you get off. You have to press B to cancel and then God help you if you press B again trying to get off because that puts you back on. You
2: have to press B, then A to get off. crawl off, then another crawl off. And you can get hit during all of this. And you can get hit during all of
1: it. And let, let me remind you, you have to press the I don't want to do this anymore. And then the I do want to do this button in in sequence <laughs> to properly get off. Yeah.
2: Yeah, that one's pretty bad. It's fucking horrendous. <laughs> it's just
1: fucking terrible. But I loved all the te- the dungeons. I, I yeah. thought the dungeons yeah. were great.
0: Yeah, all the temples were really fun. They felt more like classic Zelda dungeons than the the Divine Beasts did Beast. in yeah. Breath of the Wild. I liked the Divine Beasts too, but this just felt more like this felt more like Ocarina, Majora's Mask, Wind Waker. Yeah, the, the games that I loved growing up. Yeah, the Fire Dungeon is this whole like minecart dungeon. The Fire Dungeon was. A- awesome yeah, that was really so fun. cool changing <laughs> yeah. the tracks and flipping them. yeah making the carts and oh that was so yeah. cool i loved that yep loved it i'm ready to go to nits to pick i feel like we've been doing it for a second already <laughs> all right let's talk about some nits it's it's just weird to me this is kind of how i feel i'm gonna reiterate this at the end but like it feels weird that it took this long to make this game with the graphics not being improved hardly at all And I know they added tiers to the kingdom, but like they basically just reused the same map for a third of the game. I don't know. It just, I've, I've, I've been thinking about this a lot since it came out and it just feels weird to me that it took this long for this game to come out when it doesn't seem like there were that many changes that they made. Yeah. They changed the powers and they had to design some new levels and stuff, but like the overall feel of the game just feels like breath of the wild it feels like exactly the same game with maybe a little bit of new stuff and so it was kind of disappointing to me to be honest in the beginning when i was just like yeah this is just breath of the wild again like i don't know if that's really a nit but it was just a thing that bothered me the whole time i was playing
1: you didn't feel like there was like enough different for it to have taken yeah
0: and like the depths is great i'm like again like okay so they remade an entire map which I get that that would take some time, but four years seems like a long time.
2: I will say I will give them a little he- leeway and COVID probably did a little. Totally. Stoppage. No, yeah. totally
0: agree. Totally agree with
2: that. But I, I see what you're saying.
0: I don't know. It yeah. just felt weird. Because core gameplay
1: is identical.
0: Right right and i guess that was kind of the point my other nit to pick is even though i said it didn't really matter it kind of got mitigated by the fusibility weapon durability is fucking garbage get that out of my video games
2: yeah i mean i tried to like it and i think the fusing goes a long way to help it but it it just Just get get rid of it doesn't feel good get it out of my video games. doesn't feel good yeah it's just i'll still use your weapons i'll use the other weapons to fuse other shit i'm gonna want to do that anyway right if that's the only point of the weapon breaking is because they want you to use all the weapons, but I'm going to do that also.
1: Yeah. I mean, kind of on that same vein, I really didn't like how limited your inventory is. You can only hold like a few weapons and like three shields and like three bows at the beginning of the game. And in order to make it anywhere near usable, you have to find a million Korok seeds and then you have to find the little Korok guy who opens your inventory slots up which is just kind of annoying because without that you just don't have enough slots to really play the game right again it just doesn't need like why why is my inventory space of of weapons limited everything else is unlimited like why can I only hold three shields it's just needlessly making the game difficult just make those things less common and don't hinder my inventory with them I don't know that's something that I didn't I didn't love, but Fuse definitely made it way better. Also, I love that you don't have to like craft fucking fire arrows or ice arrows or oh, anything, yeah. any bullshit like that. So nice. Because I never want to take the time to do that shit in games like this. I never want to take the time to like craft stuff. But I love the fact that I can just pull out an arrow and then pull up a menu and it'll say, what would you like to attach to this arrow? And I'm like, a bomb. And it's like, yeah.
0: (laughs) Well, and like in past, in past Zelda games, all those things like were their own separate items, right? Like you had, you had like ice arrows, took up a slot in your inventory and fire arrows and bomb arrows, and all those things, right? Like in, in breath of, in breath of the wild, that was a thing. And now you can just make, The thing is, arrows in this game are so much easier to come by because they're just regular arrows everywhere. You can't find specialty arrows. You have to make them. But I I liked that switch because it felt like in Breath of the Wild, arrows were just really hard to come by unless you were spending rupees to buy them in a shop. Mm-hmm. And even then, they were pretty limited.
1: And in this game, too, it's it adds to that creativity factor of the game where instead of being like, oh, going through your inventory and equipping ice arrows or whatever, like on the fly, as you draw your arrow, you're like, ah, this motherfucker needs fire. And you just connect the fire and fire it. Or you're like, ooh, I wonder if electricity would do something cool to this guy. Boom. And you just do it as you're shooting the shot, which I think is like way more interesting and fluid and dynamic than just like, having shit in your inventory right and you can experiment way more it's just way more interesting
0: right but so like the going back to your knit it's weird to me that they would be like here's an unlimited materials inventory you can attach any of these 150 things to your arrow but you only have three bows that you can use (laughs) and when they break you're
1: fucked you're fucked and
0: you're just like why
1: yeah (laughs) yeah One of my biggest myths to pick in this game on Tutorial Island, one of the shrines is in the cold weather. And if you go a certain direction to get to that cold weather area, there's no obvious hot peppers anywhere nearby. If you go a different way, there are obvious hot peppers nearby, which you then have to cook into a dish that'll keep you warm to go up on the cold mountain. But if you go the other way, there's just not. And so I was like, what the fuck am I supposed to do to get onto this goddamn mountain.
2: It's because you were cheesing the game too early. You weren't at the point yet. You needed to go on the narrative path and then later you can cheese the game.
1: Yeah, yeah. So I I tried to cheese too early, but just know, uh, get get your hot peppers. Cooking is still a very big part of this game. It's definitely the way that uh, you also correct for difficulty in this game. This game's pretty damn easy. And basically, if you want to spend any amount of time cooking stuff and figuring out good recipes this game is trivial because you can just insta-heal yourself at any time in combat Mm -hmm. fully and give yourself resistance to whatever kind of enemy you're fighting or Or give yourself attack buff or defense buff. Six extra hearts. Yeah, yeah, just a bunch of extra temporary hearts, whatever. Yeah, you can cook your way to every victory in this game if you want.
0: You could do that in Breath of the Wild too, for the record, and it's honestly, it's easier to do in this game because there are more... They added more things that you can cook effects for. So like you can cook slip resistance so that when you're climbing, yeah. the rain doesn't do stuff to yep. you. Because of the depths thing, I thought this was really cool. You can cook glow into your thing. So yeah. you can just emit light, which is awesome. I used that in the the lightning temple in the desert, which is all dark mostly for the first like little bit of it. I think in Breath of the Wild, they really wanted you to do that. Like, it's one of the first things they teach you how to do in the yeah. in the beginning of Breath of the Wild is, like, cook things. And you should be doing that the whole game. This game, it made, they made it even easier to cheese the game by doing that.
1: Which is fine because, you know what, like, this is a game for people of all ages. Like, they kind of want you to kind of challenge yourself as little or as much as you feel. And it works for doing that. You can prepare for any battle and make it trivial, or you can not prepare and like really have to sort of play well. But yeah, the the one nit that I wanted to pick was that early on the game, once you get off of Tutorial Island, you go and talk to, I think, Pura. And she basically tells you like, hey, there are these like, four big major things going on in the world which are clearly the four temples that you need to do you should go check those out and so that's what i did immediately and i started doing those it's actually not what you should do there's more people in that town to talk to and there's a bunch of like quality of life upgrades to your ability to find shrines and your map and fast travel and a whole bunch of shit that you do by completing some of the like depths quests and the Tech quests. That I didn't are get that any town. of
2: those till I had beaten all of the dungeons. Cause yep, me too. I did exactly what she said. Just go to those four places.
1: Yep, it seemed very important <laughs> that I should go to those four places, <laughs> so I did. Yeah, so I would definitely recommend checking out other stuff in that town before you go off to the four dungeons.
0: I only yeah. didn't, so I didn't do that and got all that stuff presumably when you're supposed to get it early on in the game, but only because breath of the wild basically had the same thing when Ooh. you meet pura she was like these are the dungeons or it's not pura is it no, impa? it's the Sheikah, impa
2: it's impa, impa yeah.
0: uh she's like right. these are the four dungeons and i was like okay well i'm clearly not gonna go after the dungeons i need to like get more shit i need to get more hearts i need to get more <laughs> stamina <laughs> and that was well that's the other thing about the traversal in this game is that going to the sky towers early just kind of breaks it because you can just fly so goddamn far especially if you do what i did which maybe be ruins the game and don't do this but just max out your stamina wheel before you start getting hearts and you can Mm -hmm. fly literally from tower to tower it's kind (laughs) of crazy and then like just makes all exploration of the overworld not important you just don't have to do it
1: i don't think we need to get it too heavy but what did you guys think about the story
0: I liked it.
2: I liked, uh, did you find all the tears before?
0: That was yeah. literally the first thing I did. Yeah, I went to each Sky Tower and I found the thing. I got the map and I found the thing and then I just went to the next one.
2: I I would say it's a more in-depth story than Zelda usually is.
0: It's a better story than Breath of the Wild. It was yeah. not as good a story as Wind Waker. It was not as good a story as Majora's Mask. It's not as good a story as Ocarina. Other Zelda stories are Like Elden Ring levels of non-existence sometimes. So uh
2: I will say the voice acting in this was much better than Breath of the Wild. Breath of the Wild was horrendous. Zelda,
0: Zelda in particular, uh, yeah, is better in this game. That is shocking to me
1: because as soon as Zelda started talking in this game, I immediately was like, holy fuck. I hate her voice.
0: Go back oh, and play Breath of the please Wild Please watch
1: again. the Ew, scenes sneak. of Breath of the Wild. Dude. Uh, <laughs> sounds like fucking Robin Williams doing Mrs. Doubtfire. Dude. It's horrendous. It's all bad. Breath
0: area, of the Wild, know. she sounds like Robin Williams trying and failing to do Mrs. Doubtfire. It's god. Breath of the Wild the voice acting is so bad. I don't know if I've mm. ever heard worse voice acting in a video game than in Breath of the Wild. This game drastically improved on it.
2: Well, wow. still not perfect, but yeah, <laughs> improved upon it.
0: But these are the only two games that like ever had voice acting. Did voice acting. That yeah. did voice acting. Every other previous Zelda game, just people characters would go, huh?
1: Yeah, right. Which honestly, I prefer to that Zelda voice. <laughs> <laughs> Straight
0: up. I mean, I do too.
1: Link's a silent character. Like it's fine.
0: It's fine. Yeah. I did like that. I do like the when Link is like. Actually required to communicate with other characters, he does the Peter Griffin Italian beep a boopy thing with his <laughs> yeah, arms, he just like waves his
1: arms, and then the, and then they repeat back what he clearly said to them. They're like, "You're saying that Zelda's stuck in the tower." <laughs>
2: yeah. yeah, I will say this is a huge spoiler in the game, but probably my favorite part of the game. We can believe all this out, but and I start getting closer, and I'm like holy shit is that the master sword was, oh my god yeah oh my god that was awesome yeah I just
1: non-spoiler version the way you get the master sword back in this game is fucking awesome yeah, yeah. so cool yeah it's <laughs> really that was the best part of the game for me i yeah. was
0: like yep oh yeah a thing that i did enjoy actually about the like the tears thing because the they did a similar thing in breath of the wild with the memories but they weren't the memories didn't matter in Breath of the Wild. You got a different ending cinematic uh, if you did the memories. But if you didn't find the tears to watch all the cutscenes in Tears of the Kingdom, you don't know where the Master Sword is. There's, o- yeah. there's only yeah. one way to find out that that's how you yeah. get it, and it's by finding that that tear that shows you...
1: Yep. I mean, yep. you could piece it together without all of them. Like, sure. you figure it out.
0: I actually did them all in order how members. do you know the order ah so there's is it in like that a... ruined temple yep it's in the the forgotten so temple
1: you go if you look
0: all like... the way into the back yeah, yeah yeah there's the map on the floor of where yeah all the that's things what are, i took a picture of, and yeah. there they go on the wall it goes Very around order. in a circle and those Got are it. the things in order i did not
1: pay any attention to what was on the wall i took a picture <laughs> of the map and then went to all of them. it's a
0: throwaway dialogue line yeah, and so yeah, you just cool. go around in order. And again, that's like, that's just the tiers. That's not like all of the... That's just the ones that are on the map. It's not all of the cinematics in the game. Yeah. Or all of the like things that you unlock, cinematics, whatever. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I mean, it tells a pretty comprehensive story. And the thing is, it didn't, it didn't feel like it took as long to find. The memories in Breath of the Wild were impossible to find because it was like, here's a picture of just this yeah. thing, where this thing is. And it's from like a low, it's like you're standing on the ground, like in the actual spot. It's like, I I can't tell where the fuck this is. Like, you really had to explore the map. This ones were way easier to find. I thought this was awesome. Just one small feature that I
2: thought was neat that they added the map record. So it records 250 hours. And I assume 250 hours is like, that's about the time that you can pretty much do everything. But it records your entire journey from start to finish. And it's cool to just watch that and be like, oh yeah, I went through that way, I went over here. It's just a neat feature that they didn't need to add, but it was cool. I thought it was cool too. Should we talk about the music?
0: Let's talk about the music. (music) Zelda music is the best video game music, hands down. (laughs) Koji Kondo. Koji Kondo is a legend. Koji Kondo didn't compose the music for Tears of the Kingdom or Breath of the Wild. The only two games he didn't do. He did everything up until then. There are several composers on Tears of the Kingdom. There's a whole team, but the main person you need to know is Monaka Kataoka. She also was the lead composer on Breath of the Wild. She's also done a couple of the Animal Crossing games, although I forget which she did two of them, but I forget which two it was. And then... She also contributed music for Smash 4 and like did some arranging for Ultimate. She's just like a, a long time like, Nintendo in-house person and she's great. Breath of the Wild was such a departure from like previous Zelda music, the Koji Kondo stuff. Not in the composition so much, but in the way music was used. It's this open expansive world that is sparsely inhabited and they made it really quiet which is great. I love a good quiet in a video game.
1: You want to hear the wind whistling past Absolutely. your glider. Yeah. Absolutely.
0: What they did so well in that game, and they, they, and they continued into Tears of the Kingdom, was like just doing those like really quiet, like single instrument suites where you're traversing like large, open, empty expanses of land, and like something will pop up. And the thing they do so, so well, was they would take bits of the Koji Kondo compositions from previous Zelda games and really strip them down and then add them in. And they would, the things that they composed that are new for these two games were like orchestral suites that fit around those things. Right. So like they leave space. The best way I can describe this is the music that plays around the staples in both breath of the wild and tears of the kingdom was a brand new composition that had never been in a Zelda game for. But every once in a while in Breath of the Wild, they took this out in Tears of the Kingdom, but the music is still there in a different way. In Breath of the Wild, there was a character who played an accordion. And the character playing the accordion would play Epona's theme and it fit mm. inside the original composition that they, the new composition that they'd made specifically for the stables cool. for Breath of the Wild. They'd play a bonus theme from Ocarina of Time. And they did that same thing in Tears of the Kingdom. There's this whole thing with like how you unlock the great fairies and you have to put the band back together. And I was going to say, I loved that. Series yeah. Really that was fun. super cool. Cause unlocking the fairies is great. It's how you upgrade all your, you know, your equipment. So you can like actually take hits from bosses and stuff. Otherwise, you just run around getting one shot all the time. So they did the same kind of thing with this where they like there are original compositions in this game. They are designed to fit around like the Koji Kondo, like compositions that you know that are like ingrained as part of like the Zelda score that they bring in and out in different places in this game. And I just love it.
2: I want to say my favorite example of this was the ice area or the wind area. They play dragon roost Island, which is from wind waker, from wind waker. One of my favorite songs. Yep. Me too. And it's a ethereal kind of ice sounding version of it.
0: And it fits perfectly. And it sounds great. It's like really high frequency, frequency and really thin the whole time. Cause you're like way high up in the air mm-hmm. on this boat thing in like a storm. And like, yeah, it's, it's super cool. And cause Because if you played Wind Waker, that's so different from the Dragon Roost thing where you're like, it's like a volcano and you're on the ground and there's like a lot of fire around you and it's like, yeah, Yeah, that's all I have to say about this game. The music is great. They killed it in Breath of the Wild. Just the change up from previous Zelda music, which is the best and the fact that they're still reusing it. I fucking love it.
2: It's just so relaxing. It is. At all times. It is. Yeah. (laughs) really good which
1: is perfect for a game where most of the time you're kind of exploring around and seeing Mm -hmm. what's you know you're just trying to find the next cool thing yeah it's really cool i like it a lot
2: i'm ready to talk final thoughts
1: all right let's get into our final thoughts this game is incredible probably don't need us to tell you that this is the fastest selling nintendo game of all time sold 10 million copies in the first three days this game is enormous but they just do exploration right in this game in a way that was really really satisfying to me a person who does not like open world games straight up bounced off red dead redemption 2 and i bounced off breath of the wild two of the most widely loved games of all time because they're just too open world it's just too much tedium but this game was incredible the fact that you can ascend and you can rewind and you can build stuff to get around and travel around the world, and that you can fly kind of anywhere. There is so much stuff to find, not just the shrines, but a million little side quests, and wells to fall down, and caves to explore, and get the little bubble gems, and a billion other things to find in this game. Whatever it is you're looking for out of this game, you can find it. I think this game, uh, I'm gonna, I'm gonna make a comparison right here that's probably not gonna make any sense when I first say it, but just, for just Hang on. This game is like Elden Ring.
0: It's like Elden Ring, yeah. Um, In that it's an open world by a AAA studio. And there's a depth.
1: <laughs> yes, but what I mean by that is Elden Ring has a bunch of things about it that suck. The UI sucks, the story sucks, but it doesn't matter because the primary gameplay, the actual combat is so incredible that nothing else needs to matter. Like, the game is so engaging moment to moment that it's damn near perfect. It's just a great video game to play at all times, and it always feels great because the main part of the game is great. This is the same way, but instead of combat, it's exploration. Every part of this game is built to make exploration feel amazing and feel like you're constantly discovering something new and getting rewarded for that and building to a better character. And the fact that you know the story's okay the combat's okay there's weapon durability whatever none of that shit really ever hampers the experience the stupid sages they just don't matter because the primary gameplay of exploration is perfect and if you liked breath of the wild there's nothing to think about by this game you will absolutely love it and Even if you've never played an open world game, even if you didn't like Breath of the Wild, I didn't, and this game is great, and I love it. So everyone should play this game. That's his universal recommendation.
2: I mean, I completely agree. This is uh, an amazing game. So much fun. The amount you can create in this game, the side quests are all fun. There's... You get to build a beach town and try to get people to go to the beach town on another city you try to help uh someone rig an election to win it's it's great <laughs> there's tons of wacky stuff in this game the depths are fun to explore and like lighting up the whole depths by the end is just feels great i think this is probably gonna win game of the year it's definitely not game of the decade for me it's still Elephant ring but it's it is damn near close
1: and in a year with a lot of incredible games yeah. already, and a lot more to come, I was
0: gonna say <laughs> like people are already holding this year up as like one of the all timers for game releases. And, I totally agree. And Tears of the Kingdom for me has gone right to the top. I I've been struggling with what I wanted to say in this section since I started playing the game because I was like I've just been conflicted about. I've been looking forward to this for so long and I, then I was so let down by the gameplay trailer, and then I was so stoked by, like, actually playing the game. And I've just gone on this roller coaster of, like, I just, I, I honestly still don't really know how, how I feel about the game. Playing this makes me jealous of people who didn't, like Austin, who didn't really play Breath of the Wild, because this is just objectively better in every way. <laughs> and that's, like, kind of part of my problem, is that, like, I wish that I hadn't played Breath of the Wild because then I wouldn't have this like weird feeling about like being disappointed by the sequel initially. Because I would just straight up love this game as genuinely one of my favorite games of all time, probably, if I didn't have that feeling. This game is so good. The addition of like player agency and creativity to this game is. Basically like nothing I've experienced outside of games that are literally crafting games, Minecraft and Terraria and Subnautica and shit like that, where like you can just, the whole point of those games is to find resources and build things. That's not the point of this game. And they just allow you to do it anyway. And that to me is magical. That makes this game so personal to every person who, every person who plays this game is going to play it in a different way. And that, to me, is incredible. And every game should strive to give that type of unique experience to their player base. I genuinely don't know where the Zelda series goes from here. Uh, This is fucking incredible. (laughs) And I've said that about basically every Zelda game that's ever come out. (laughs) So, yeah, like, this is a no-brainer. If you don't buy this game, you have missed out on a game of the decade. Go do it. Stop listening to us and go play it.
1: <laughs> yeah. Nothing more to say. Yeah. All right. I think that's going to do it for us here at Hidden Doors and High Scores. Thank you so much for listening. Until next time, I'm Austin.
0: I'm Garrett. And I'm Chris. You can find us at Gaming on all the social media platforms. Come and check us out on Twitch to see what we're playing and talking about. Uh, join us on discord we hang out and play games there every night and we're always happy to have more gamers on the server all those links will be in the show notes for this episode and lastly if you like this podcast tell a friend or give us a rating both of those really help us out and we would really appreciate it